ignore and outperform them. While you're over there watching me and talking about me, I'm working. I'm working hard. I'm taking things to the next level. You keep gossiping and I'll keep working. You keep talking smack and I'll keep working. You keep focusing on everything and everyone else and I'll keep working. And when you finally look around at where you are and where I'm at, you realize that you have nothing left to talk smack about. And you will lose and I will win. Hello. This is an ad. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there isn't a group of people out there that hate me with the very depth of their souls. I am also not going to sit here and pretend that I fully understand the reasoning behind it, other than the baseless and completely fabricated things that they've made up. But what I can tell you is that extreme paranoia and overbearing anger issues and your shitty behavior are a sign that you probably have worms. What you can do with that is you can go to MrsRogersHood.com, use Shipwreck 10 at checkout, and get yourself 10% off of a worm tincture kit. People having worms have been reported to cause behavioral issues, unnecessary anger problems, and extreme paranoia in some instances. And let me tell you, Mrs. Rogers Hood has something just for you. Again, that's MrsRogersHood.com. You shipwreck ton at checkout and get yourself a kit so you can live happy and healthy lives like the hundreds of other people who have left amazing reviews on their way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And let me get to tell you something. Some of y'all mean as fuck. Like, sorry, Sonia, hello. Hello, Sonia backstage. It's good to see you. Man, I tell you what, some of the people coming in, the hate has been unreal the last couple of days. Like, the more we get into election-y type stuff and the Trumpy stuff starts to get more and more prevalent, like, there are people out there that are still just triggered to the nines by this guy. The mere mention of Donald J. Trump's name causes them, like, a nuclear meltdown. They Like, the name-calling, like, it is not that serious, Kevin. It's not that serious, Kevin. There's no need to call me names. God dang. You guys, precious crowd, welcome to live. It's good to see you. I am for the most part, but let me tell you, I'll get to my feelings just a little bit. You gotta let me get it out, okay? I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly the first couple minutes. Christina Garcia, welcome to live. It's good to see you. Mrs. Blue Whiplash and Raisa and Cat's Meow. We got Sonia Brown backstage helping me out with her buffery Wi-Fi. She's frozen like this right now. So you can all have a good laugh at her expense. I'm laughing. Sorry, Sonia, I love you. Uh, make sure you smash at the like button and share the live with all of your family and friends if you think they would enjoy it. If you think they wouldn't enjoy it, share it with them anyway because they're probably not cool and they deserve it. Freedom Fighter coming in, helping us keep the lights on. Thank you. This is going to go towards keeping my, I don't know what this is. So I found this this YouTube thing, um, like channel, and it does all these like astronaut neon glowy things. This astronaut is rowing a boat through a sea of neon flowers and it goes on for like 11 hours. So if you need something to help calm you down, that's what, that's what this is good, helping us keep the lights on. It's good to see you. Banana Z and Angie Barnes, Melinda, welcome to live. Little Wolf, it's good to see you. Cat Silverby, you guys, welcome to live. It's good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Happy Tuesday. It's the nooner. It's the nooner. And everybody wants to know what is going on with John Fetterman. Where's John Fetterman? This, uh, you know what? John Fetterman was elected. And I was like, bet, 
I don't live in Pennsylvania. So it doesn't super affect me a ton other than it's, I think Pennsylvania is kind of a big deal state when it comes to election in terms of different things. But he won. Nobody understood how he won. It was totally a legit election. I don't know what you guys are talking about. 100% legit. Okay. He won fair and square. And then he got sick. Uh, not uh, like a couple weeks later. That was like a month, a couple months later, November, December. It was February, I think, when he really started to, to, to get sick. And we really didn't hear up too much from him. And, and then he came out and he was hospitalized for dizziness. That's what happened at the beginning. So his first hospitalization, which was, I believe, at the end or the beginning of February, was for dizziness. And they thought maybe he was having another stroke. Sonia's gone. They thought maybe he was having another stroke, uh, but then he wasn't. He was just dehydrated and dizzy. And that was it. And we were like, oh, okay. And then we really didn't hear anything. And then a couple, like a week or two later, we come back and he's got to be hospitalized for clinical depression, which listen, I'm not judging. I get it. I've got seasonal depression. There's been a couple times this year where I've been like, Hey, you know what? A hospital stay doesn't sound so bad right now. <clears throat> I mean, three hots and a cot, free Wi-Fi, quiet. I get one of them things to, I mean, I'm not, I get it. Like, I get it. Sometimes you have to disconnect from life in order to reconnect to life. I understand the ideology behind clinical depression and the treatment behind clinical depression. No, I don't understand it as a state senator, though. That's being a state senator, specifically in Pennsylvania, is a pretty big deal. And I feel like if you were going to run and do something for that, maybe you should have had that checked, which is it's one of the I never would never would never. No, he wasn't. I live here. It was not compromised, Diane. It was completely legit. Trust the government, Diane, you shit stir. Okay. I don't remember where I was going. Oh, yes, I do. And so I, I get it. And I'm not, I'm not coming down on the guy. And I'm not coming down on how people decide to treat their clinical depression or seasonal depression or whatever they got. Depression's a real bitch. I get it. It's a fight every day. If you got it, I understand. But it's one of the reasons that I will never run for public office ever. And really at any at any level, right? It's dirty. And it's it's bad for your mental health. If you uh, if you are are associated with the Clintons, it's bad for your physical health and the health of you being on this planet consistently. It's, I've never run for office. That's why I run a podcast so I can just talk about it. And then, you know, you guys can go talk about it with whoever. But okay, I get it. So maybe he didn't know he had mental health issues when he was going into it. Maybe he didn't know. It was still weird. And then that was it. We really didn't hear anything else. They made the, the media made him a martyr. I found no less than 50 different articles from mainstream media talking about uh, how they were so proud of him for um, shining a spotlight on depression and how he was handling his depression and which is great. It's that's the kind of encouragement that you need and that you probably don't get. Um, I get it. That's great. But we didn't hear from him again. And I thought that was kind of weird, but really I didn't think about it again. And I didn't think about John Fetterman again, really, until this weekend when I saw this tweet. Let me just let me I gotta shut these off just a second. I saw this tweet by John Cardello. Now John Cardello is on Twitter and he boasts a three, four, or five hundred some odd thousand followers. I don't even remember. He's a pretty big deal on Twitter. I follow him. Uh, he's normally, you know, pretty good about, about posting things and, and things that I'm interested in. But he posts out of nowhere 
that he is being told that Fetterman is essentially brain dead and that it's being hidden because it's keeping him in office until August 18th, which avoids a special election, which Republicans would most certainly win. This must be investigated. I love the ending. The whole must be investigated. Well, on Twitter, when Elon Musk bought Twitter, the fact checking of Twitter kind of changed. And so they don't necessarily go with the outside fact checkers anymore. They go more of like an internal peer fact checking thing. And so instead of it being fact checked, uh, they add a context to it. And the context said readers added context. They thought people would want to know on August 18th date has no significance. If a Senator from Pennsylvania passes away, a replacement is appointed by the governor. What will serve until the next special election? Um, and I don't know if that's true or not. I've never really looked into it. Again, I just I just never really had to. It's possible that that's true. That sounds kind of legit. It doesn't make a lot of sense to hide him until a certain date so that a special election can play out. It does make more sense to hide him until they can get a clone built. In my brain, that makes more sense. But this is why I'm not allowed on a lot of platforms because this is how I think. And this is why people say such terrible things about me and that's okay. <laughs> so... He just puts it out there. There's no context to it. Doesn't name a sort. And I'm not bashing the guy. I'm not saying it's not legit. I mean, he does have a lot of, he's, I think he's a retired cop and he's got a lot of insider stuff and he's, he's come out with some big stuff before. I'm not saying it's not legit. I'm just saying that he really didn't back any of it. And then he really didn't tweet anything else about it. So then the internet sleuths are, wait, where am I? I want to go here. The internet sleuths then went nuts. Okay. And they deep dove and, and somebody, a few people found in CNN's archives is what they're saying. I don't know if it's true, but it's what they're saying. This article, which they are saying they pulled from CNN's archive, which CNN had posted, but then had taken down, but then it saves in like an internet archive. I cannot find this anywhere else from even like my, my telegram, uh, like deep, 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 deep staters, the ones that I really go to, to look at stuff, um, I can't pull it from any of the archives, so I don't know the legitimacy of it, but we'll cover it, and then you can just decide what you want. But they're saying that this article goes on to say it is with a heavy heart, and this is posted by CNN, that the nation mourns an unexpected passing of Senator Fetterman from Pennsylvania, who has died at the age of 53. The senator's office confirmed that he had passed away on Thursday evening at Walter Reed Hospital, surrounded by his family. Senator Fetterman served in the United States Senate since January, representing the people of Pennsylvania, with then the location and dis and distinction. Uh, Senator Fetterman was a native to New York and had a long career in public service before elect before being elected. He began his political career as a state representative, where he quickly gained reputation and uh, champion for education reform, economic development. He went on to serve as the mayor of Broderick, Pennsylvania, before being elected to the Senate. Um. <laughs> Senator Fetterman's passing has been met with an outpouring of grief and tributes from his college side of his aisles. The Senator Senate majority leader, Chuck Schumer called him a dedicated public servant and a gentleman while Pennsylvania governor, Josh Shapiro praised him as a tireless fighter uh, for the Pennsylvania or for the people of Pennsylvania, the funeral arrangements and plans to fill the Senator Fetterman's seat in the Senate have not been announced. However, it is clear that his legacy and service and the commitment to the people of Pennsylvania will remembered and celebrated for years to come. Again, I can't verify the legitimacy of this article, uh, but it is everywhere. And people have tagged me in it a bunch of times on TikTok. People have tagged me on it a bunch of times on the Twitter. <clears throat> I'm not going to put it out in any kind of content because I cannot verify it, 
even like I said, even with my, my, my like dark web sources, like the people, these, and the people that I follow on, on telegram, if they're putting it out and they could put some context behind it, they'll usually put where they found it, how they found it, what date. I mean, and I can't find any of that. And so take that with grains of salt. Things like this can be manipulated <clears throat> for clicks, likes, and views. Okay. And you got to be really careful with stuff like that. The only reason I'm really bringing up the Fetterman stuff at all, and I wasn't going to, um, is not because of the tweet and not because of the article, but because with the combination of both then got me looking into trying to find context to both of those. And I fell into this, which his wife abruptly leaves for can the country after his hospitalization. She fled to Canada. So she so he gets hospitalized for depression. And she leaves the hospital. She goes home, according to this, and there's a whole thread. And her house is surrounded by media, like a media circus, which absolutely, it, and it's going to be, uh, no matter whether he's sick or whether he's healthy, it doesn't really matter. He is the senator of Pennsylvania. And he is a, 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 a controversial one, if you will, on, on in terms of what Republicans think of him, right? He's controversial. She tweets out that I'm not really sure how to navigate this journey, but I am figuring it out slowly. One week ago today, when the news dropped, the kids were off from school and the media trucks circled our home. I did the first thing I could think of was I packed them in the car and I drove. And the tweet goes on to say they went to Canada, they went snowboarding, they had a great time and they tried to reconnect as a family and, and they did, she tried to do everything she could for her kids. Uh, and whenever they get, you know, whenever you get bad news like this, whenever somebody's ill, the tweet was very strange. The actions of it are very strange. And I don't, I mean, I am not, I'm not. I can't sit here and judge how somebody's going to react in that situation because I've never been in that situation. But again, you're the senator's wife, and this is a big fucking deal. And I, and I'm, I feel like in this circumstance, she should have stood tall, stand by your man. Who sings that song? Anybody know? Who gave? Oh, somebody gave me a sticker. William, thank you so much. Sorry, I have to put my comments to the side when I'm pulling these up. William, thank you so much for the super sticker. I love your face. Um, this should have been very stand by your man. Keeping it real, 70701. Thank you so much for the sticker. And Angie Barnes, thank you. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you for the stickers. Thank you for your support. Obviously, you help us keep the lights on. They're still on. And keep our internet bill paid. That's that's a bonus. I appreciate that. Sonia's internet bill, too. We're going to get her a new song, new internet. Tammy Wynette. This should have been a very stand by your man type of situation. <clears throat> and again, I that's, but that's just what I would have done. If, if this, if I were in that situation, I'm not her. Um, maybe she just couldn't handle it. Maybe she just, you know, I would have put on the public facade and, and done what I did and then closed the door to my house and shut the curtains and, you know, had the conversation with my kids. But again, I'm not her. So I don't know. It did look really weird. And and we haven't heard from Fetterman since. Nothing. And people are like, well, he's he's getting treated for depression. Well, yeah, but I can remember when Donald Trump was at Walter Reed and he was being treated for COVID-19, which was the deadliest virus to have hit us in our lifetime. And he was still able to communicate with the people. Now, granted, he was the president of the country. So I, I kind of get that. 
You know, and I can remember when when Joe Biden went for his checkup at Walter Reed and did his whole thing. Where supposedly this motherfucker supposedly supposedly ran five miles on a treadmill. I'd just like to say, listen, it takes a bit for me to knock out five miles, and I run pretty consistently. You're gonna tell me Joe Biden ran five miles on a trip? Stop it. That is not accurate. Anyway, back to my rant. Even Joe Biden had a press or a press release when it came out. Hey, you know what? He's doing great. Walter Reed's like, he's great. He's great. <clears throat> I'm pretty convinced that Walter Reed is some kind of fancy, like mad scientist lab. <laughs> and they're probably building his clone. I don't know. Uh, now he's got Havana syndrome. What is that? Who? Biden? I don't know. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. Joe Biden ain't running. He can't even run up the stairs of, of Air Force One. I, I want to go sidetrack for one minute. Listen, have you guys seen the blow up Air Force One? I got I to gotta find it. I'll share it in my telegram. But supposedly the Air Force One that he was climbing up in, um, not in Poland, when they landed in Poland, it was one or the other. Um, like a wind gust came and the whole, it was a blow up Air Force One. It was a balloon. Was it real? It was crazy. I didn't know that they still did that. I knew they did that way back when, uh, when they were putting out propaganda, like during the wars and stuff. But I didn't know that they still used the blow up Air Force. Anyway, so there you go. <clears throat> but we haven't heard anything from Fetterman. Not a word. He hasn't addressed the people of Pennsylvania. He hasn't addressed the people of his district. He hasn't addressed the media. He hasn't addressed nobody. The media is covering for him hot to trot, though. Like I said, they they did this whole, like, we're so proud of Fetterman for handling his depression. We know how depression can hit after a stroke. Look, a depression can hit anytime. You don't have to have a stroke to get depressed. Okay, listen, I'm from the Midwest. Seasonal depression is a thing. And if you don't think it's a thing, come and stay with me for a season and then watch how my family and myself react as soon as it hits 40 degrees outside. It's like night and day, right? We're in that transition right now, which is probably why I'm a little moodier than usual. Depression's a real thing. He can't make a statement. He can't come out and wait. This is the same fucking problem I had with Damar Hamlin. You can't just suck it up for three minutes and just wave. You are responsible for an entire state that is wondering what you're going to do if you're going to do anything. He's, but he's battled depression all his life. Okay. And that's, and that's fair. So have a lot of us, I think. Not to say that we're not senators, but maybe he should have thought of that before he ran. I just, I, I get it. Like, and I feel for the people who have depression, but he is responsible for an entire state in the Senate, a very important seat, a pivotal position in, in decision-making in regards to bills and legislation. I mean, depression's a real bitch, but it's not like a car accident. Okay. And I'm, uh, I gotta be really careful because people get really fucking worked up. I get it. I I've been there. I have been there. I, there's been days I haven't been able to get out of bed or haven't wanted to get out of bed. Okay. But you got to fight through it. Right. To come out and just say, Hey, we're doing, you know, I'm gonna, we're gonna, this is, or even just have somebody from his camp type something up and put it out. 
I want to thank everybody so much for all the support and love. I am really working hard. I'm just fucking nothing. They got nothing from him. Yeah, because he's dead. This is a Dave situation. Okay, you guys watch Dave. I bring Dave up an awful lot. If you haven't watched the movie Dave with Sigourney Weaver, go and watch the movie Dave. I believe even in the movie Dave, they call it Walter Reed Hospital. They go to this magical Walter Reed Hospital and then they come out as clones. I had a theory about Trump too. That didn't go well, so I'm not gonna talk about it. When he went to Walter Reed Hospital and it was very strange. I don't know. And I don't know about a special election. The governor would pick somebody new. Then at that point, I don't know that they would have another special election. Uh, so more to come on that. If, if, if it keeps coming back up, I'll look it up and, and find out for sure. I hated this class in high school. More to come on the John Fetterman stuff. Do I have anything else that I need to touch on? We got the tweet. That's it. I mean, they did worse with Ruth, Ruth Gator Ginsburg, right? Do I have my people in here that believe that remember the first time Ruth Bader Ginsburg died? Don't even come for me. I'm not making this up. I remember when this happened in my brain. Okay. Everybody remember? Okay. They've done it for a lot longer. And then they just propped her up. Weekend at Bernie style. I guess. I don't know. Clones. I am thinking clone Fetterman though. You're going to get a body double. Oh, yeah. RBG. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if she was a clone or if it was CGI, but. Miss Whiplash, you remember? Ruth, listen, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died the year before she died. I remember because I was living in my old house and I remember a friend of mine posting about it on the Facebook. And I remember thinking, no, oh, I didn't even know. It wasn't even about Ruth. I remember thinking, geez, I didn't know that that friend was so political because I was not political at the time. But I was like, good. I think I even fucking liked it. Good on you. Sorry. Sorry about your loss. I don't know what she did, but sorry about your loss. And then a couple days later, not even because it was a couple weeks later, they had her in some kind of, when I started to pay attention, they had her in some kind of Senate hearing or something, some Congress, congressional hearing. I was like, oh, maybe. And then I remember thinking, oh, maybe I just read it wrong or maybe it's the wrong Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No, because then you know what? I made a TikTok about it and then everybody's like, fuck, I remember that. And then I didn't feel alone, which is why my base is the best base in the entire world. Ship. That was the last dimension, not this. Listen, I'm not even going to get into the dimensions right now. I am. I saw some more Mandela effects that just. <sighs> Walter Reed, nobody acted. Walter Reed was like the first Fauci. <laughs> well, I have a Fauci video for you guys today, too. So just hang tight. All right, let's move on. So is Fetterman alive? Is he brain dead? It's been a while. It's been too long almost at this point. And with that tweet, I feel like something, if something doesn't come out this week um, from him or his camp or something to the tune of something, uh, I'm going to go with, this is a Ruth Bader Ginsburg type of thing. And we're going to see some, and we're going to watch real close too. When he does come, when he does come back, some Ruth Bader Ginsburg type shit, some CGI I don't even know what deep fakes I, I fell in a deep fake hole. And oh my God, I watched these kids. They put together a deep fake of them playing um, PUBG, and they had Trump's voice and Obama's voice and Biden's. And it was so funny. I about peed my pants. I watched it four times. I should have saved it. I could have played it. It was so funny. Anyway, I caught that the other day. 
She called him the president and then she laughed as a Freudian slip. Uh, Gail says he's dead in my opinion and his wife had left for vacation. Uh, Joe Biden has not been to Ohio yet. No, but he did go home on holiday. He flew over to go home to Delaware. Actually, I don't know if that's the flight plan, but um, so no, he has not gone to Ohio yet. Ohio's hanging in there. I know that. Uh, oh, my God. What's her name? She had the movie. Aaron Brockovich was over there and she's got some things planned for those people. She was coming home for the weekend and then heading back over to help everybody and to try and get things done uh, on a legal in a legal processy kind of way. So more to come on the Ohio stuff. I did read something too, that a lot of the fumes that were in the water from Ohio are making its way down to Indiana. So if you were in the state of Indiana, I don't know river why, but that might be something to go look up and then just watch for depending on where you live in Indiana. Um, I just saw that this morning. So more to come. Uh, Dana Carvey do his Biden is, and I did not know, but I can only imagine somebody had said it was Drew or not Drew Carey, but it was Jim Carrey. I've seen a lot of that, that Jim Carrey is actually the one playing Joe Biden right now. I don't see it, but I see how people see it. So it's very interesting. Okay. Okay. Where are we at? We have an update on James O'Keefe. So a couple weeks ago, James O'Keefe had resigned from the let me pull this down, had resigned from Project Veritas. Now he had put out a goodbye video. That video is about 45 minutes long. I am not going to play it here. He had posted it to all of his socials. You are welcome to go watch. It's a very good video. In the video, he uh, exposes a lot of the board and a lot of emails and text messages about how they were getting ready to out him and how they were, they were um, inflating all of these issues that they're saying are the reasons uh, he was being suspended in the first place. He exposed all of this during this video. It's a very good video. Very heart-wrenching, though, too, because you could just see that he was just not, he just wasn't in a good place. He did the video, and then shortly after he put that video out, Project Veritas put out a statement, and they were like, no, we had problems with the money, and da-da-da-da-da. And that was the end of it. Now, Saturday of this week, now I'm on Project Veritas's uh, email list. I donate to them. I don't donate to them consistently. I've donated sporadically, just different stories that have come out that I've really enjoyed or stories that I've used. I would do a one-time donation from the shipwreck fund that we got here, which is something else your guys' money goes to is stuff like that. Um, but I donated uh, to them. And so I was on like this email list and you get, I think you, even if you don't donate, you can get on the email list. But I got an email from Project Veritas saying, listen, we know basically, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing in my best way. I'm not gonna read the email. It's really long, but they're like, oh, we're sorry that we hurt your feelings. And listen, we know that you're mad at us. Okay, we loved James O'Keefe too, but here is 17 different things that we feel like he was doing wrong and he was allocating funds and it had all to do with money. But we're hoping you'll give us a second chance because we are still, what did they say? We are still dedicated to exposing the big corrupt, big farm and big corrupt governments and yada, yada, yada. We are still hoping you'll stick by us and, and you'll continue your donations and da, 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 da. And then we were like, okay, bet. So I'm reading through because I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe he did go off and like Hancock with that money. Right. But the things that they're putting in there are the situations to which he was supposedly misusing funds are old as shit. Like the Oklahoma things, I want to say it's two years ago. One is a year or two years ago. That has, I mean, some of that stuff had to be approved by them when it happened. So you're going to tell me that, and I've had this happen in companies before too. Like they're like, yeah, 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 go do it. And then they'll turn around when they're ready to fire you and be like, well, you should have known better even when you had the permission to do it, even when they knew you were doing it in the first place. I have big problems with that. 
And I feel like that's what Project Veritas is doing now. I feel like they're they're groveling now via emails uh, and they're trying to put out all these apology letters and say how much they love James because they were like, we love him and we want him to come back. And everybody's like, fuck to the no. And they all canceled their, their monthly subscriptions. I feel like their donations must have dried up pretty damn quick. And so now they're sending out these emails and they're like, look, we're going to send you this exclusive. At the bottom, they sent an exclusive clip to the Pfizer stuff. I'm like, nah, sis, you're done. See, I like James O'Keefe. I have followed James O'Keefe for a very long time. I liked Project Veritas, but I only liked it because it was James O'Keefe. Okay. So now I'm following James O'Keefe, who is starting his own. No, not even start, who is starting another Project Veritas. I'm really not sure. It's been kind of cryptic about it. He is using James O'Keefe at protonmail.com for you to send your tips in. But he has actually come out and publicly stated some things this month or this week. And one of these was an interview that he did. And he looked like he was at a book signing deal. And this was supposed to do his Twitter. And this is what he had to say. A moment in your career where you said, I, I just can't do this again. I mean, this is this is really hard. Yes. This is really uncomfortable. The first chapter of this, uh, if you don't mind uh, holding it up, the first chapter of this book, uh, American Muckraker, which is a journalism textbook, it's about suffering. You might say, "What? why would you write a chapter in a journalism book about such a theme like that? Because I think there's a lot of trauma that has occurred in my life and in the lives of, of the people that work for me. Um, whether you're being a whistleblower and you're uh, violating your non-disclosure agreement, you're, you know, you're fired from your job. Um, I I've, was arrested in 2010 by the FBI, eventually exonerated from what they accused me of. I was, we were raided by the FBI in November. These are federal agents taking journalists' work product, rifling through anonymous sources in order to find out if you've committed crimes. These are traumatizing things that shake the foundation of what it means to be a journalist, what it means to be an American. And you live through that. You're falsely accused. You get sued. You've got the most powerful people in the world, pharmaceutical companies, federal governments, the president, the attorney general, coming after you. And there are moments when you say, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, I talk about that in that book. It's a very personal story. But then you begin to realize there's a lot of people out there who believe in you. And they, all they have is you, really. Is there anybody else? And you begin to realize there's more of us than there are of them in the sense that there's more people that believe in truth and transparency than believe in darkness and corruption. And, and then you have these whistleblowers that come to you and, the, and I say in the book, the hunter becomes the hunted. So they're more afraid of us than we're afraid of. Now, my mic broke, so you're going to have to give me just a minute. Just a second. Talk amongst yourselves. What is happening? Oh, that's not the right way. Talk amongst yourselves. Maybe. I keep moving it around and it keeps, then it keeps loosening up is what happens because I am, I have breaking things. Oh my gosh. Well, while I fuck with this, I'm going to play the other video. Yes, the video is old. He just posted it though this week. So he like it reposted it on his Twitter um, as if he was trying to relay the message. But another video came out this week and that video is of uh, his whistleblowers. And the whistleblowers all got together and they made a tribute video to James O'Keefe uh, for him as he's kind of going through this. And I'm going to play that video right 
now. The CBS Detroit whistleblower with Project Veritas, and I stand with James O'Keefe. I'm the CNN whistleblower for Project Veritas, and I stand with James O'Keefe. HHS vaccine nurse whistleblower with Project Veritas, and I stand with James O'Keefe. I'm the Department of Homeland Security whistleblower for Project Veritas, and I stand with James O'Keefe. I'm the HHS whistleblower exposing government-sponsored, taxpayer-funded child trafficking. I stand with James O'Keefe. I am the Hasbro CRT whistleblower for Project Veritas, and I stand with James O'Keefe. Postal Service whistleblower for Project Veritas, and I stand with James. I was one of the Project Veritas Facebook insiders, and I stand by James O'Keefe. I blew the whistle on Facebook, and I stand with James O'Keefe. And I blew the whistle on Pfizer to Project Veritas, and I stand with James O'Keefe. United Healthcare Whistleblower for Project Veritas, and I stand with James O'Keefe. I blew the whistle on Tegna, and I stand with James O'Keefe. I blew the whistle on ESPN and Disney, and I stand with James O'Keefe. I was the Project Veritas Whistleblower for Google, and I stand by James O'Keefe. My name is April Moss. My name is Carrie Porch. This is Jody O'Malley. My name is Aaron Stevenson. My name is Tara Rodas. My name is David Johnson. My name is Richard Hopkins. My name is Ryan Hartwig. My name is Cassandra Spencer. My name is Melissa McAtee. I'm Sean Stagg. My name is Zach Voorhees. My name is Brett Mauser. I am Trevor Adams. That was really nice. And it's something that Project Veritas is not going to get any kind of anything about because that's the kind of loyalty that you just don't find a lot of places. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that as soon as corporate shit gets involved, that loyalty's out the window. So I feel like you are going to have what happened at Disney. Oh, I'd have to go back and look. I feel like it had something to do with like corporate donations and there was some inappropriate, I think that was project practice. I'm not going to say, I'm going to go back and look, I'll let you know. Um, but it had something to do with, they had something to do with money too, but that's not something you don't find that kind of loyalty just anywhere. Right. So James O'Keefe has to have something in order for people to have that kind of reaction about specifically him. Um, and that's something too, like I see with a lot of creators, conservative ant comes to mind too. Like the loyalty, you just, you don't find loyalty like that. I've, I've got a, I've got a very similar base, right? You just, you don't, and they won't either. It doesn't matter who steps in and, and becomes the in charge of Project Veritas. Uh, they'll never have the kind of loyalty that they had with James O'Keefe. I got it fixed. So it screws to the table, but if I move it around, it unscrews. And that's what she said. So now it's fixed now. So I just can't touch it. So more to come on the James O'Keefe stuff. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I don't. More to come on the James O'Keefe stuff. He's, he is posting. He's very active on Twitter. Very active on uh, Instagram. 
if you don't follow him, you should go follow him. Project Veritas, I want to say, lost like two or 300,000 followers. And James O'Keefe gained those followers in the span of three days. So this is this is the end. I believe this is the end of Project Veritas. You're going to see James is going to do something. As soon as he does, you know, we'll put it out too. I'll put it out. I, I do... I don't donate to a lot of things like that, but occasionally I did like what Project Veritas does. Plus, I use their stuff a lot, so I felt like it was only fair to donate something to them occasionally. Um, as soon as he's got something that he wants set in stone, uh, we'll put it out there too, and we can all you know celebrate with him, and hopefully he can keep going. And I feel like he can, especially if he has the likes of uh, the Kennedy, which who he was photographed with uh, last week on his back. I feel like he's going to do just fine. So what else? Do I have any comments? Do I need to respond to anything? You guys are good? Are we good? Yeah, I stand with ship. Me too. <laughs> Me too. People stop being mean AF. God dang. It's not that serious. Okay. People calling me name. Like, I'm like, man, what? You're a 40 year old man. You're going to call me a, what do you call me? A boozy Susie. I'm like, my dude, I have been sober for 180 some odd days. Like, ain't no boozy Susie here. And then he blocked me. You piece of shit. Sorry, I should be nicer too, maybe. I'm working on it. Healing some stuff. Okay, what are we going to do? Uh, three days, tech companies. Roseanne got the last laugh. We should cover that some night too. I'm not going to cover that today, um, but I should cover that some night too because I love Roseanne. I grew up on Roseanne, and I'm glad that she is still shining despite all of the bullshit that has come her way. Uh, and we could do Woody Harrelson, and who was the other one that came out too? At the Emmys. I don't remember who it was, but she came out with a whole anti-vax thing. Very cool stuff. Very, very interesting stuff. But since we're on that, the vax stuff, you guys know what happened this week, right? What was the big story that happened this week? Do we remember it? Do I have it? I don't think I have the screen grab. Do I have no? I got a video. But we had a big story that happened this week. It had come out now. The energy department, so the United States Energy Department came out and they had done a big large study. And a big, large investigation. And for those who don't know, the, the United States Energy Company, because people are like, why are they doing it? They're the one that finance uh, the majority of the um, 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 like scientific studies that are done within the United States. So like with the NIH and all this, I had to go look too, because I, I didn't know. That didn't make a lot of sense to me as to why the energy department or the energy, you know, energy department of the United States was doing this investigation. Because they're all like solar energy. And I go to their website. And, but what I found out was they are the ones that fund uh, scientific research in regards to a whole lot of things. And not just this, but a whole lot of things. So that's why they did their own independent study. Because obviously they want to know where their money is going. So they came out and said that they were, they had medium to low confidence at this point. That, and this is being reported everywhere, YouTube, so calm down. The, the COVID-19 virus was leaked from a lab out of Wuhan, China. Um, I remember we had said it back in 2020. There were rumbles, a lot of rumbles about it. I don't remember how we found out, but, and I think it was because we were on parlor, but we were on like China parlor and they were the ones that were saying it. And so then we, but then we put it out here and, I lost a couple accounts. Obviously, we got taken down a whole bunch. I believe I was even suspended one time on YouTube because of it. And that was way in the beginning. But now it's it's coming out, and this is this is what they've concluded from their study. And they're saying that it's it's come out of China, right? China's bad, all of this stuff. Um, 
and we'll talk about that. But here's the video. You once worked for the government of China. Today, we're hearing in this leak to the Wall Street Journal that it was accidental. Do you believe this leak was accidental or intentional? Hi, Tucker. Thank you for having me again. First, I really want to appreciate you and also Fox News have been taking so much efforts pursuing the truth of COVID origin. Without your help, there won't be such milestone achievement. And I want to tell, of course, it was not an accident. And maybe for people who don't have this kind of biosafety lab three or four uh, experience on coronavirus, maybe it's easy for them to accept the accident and lab leak. However, I'm the scientist working in such lab using coronavirus. And I can tell you, based on the print, uh, protocol and also the other uh, surveillance uh, system, it will be impossible for the lab leak accidentally happened in such lab and caused the Wuhan outbreak and also the pandemic. So definitely, now we just reached to the first step. It was from China's lab, and we need to pursue the uh, truth of origin, and we need to keep going on. We know the Chinese government allowed its Affected citizens to travel in huge groups to Western Europe in the early days of the pandemic. That was intentional. But you believe the whole thing, they came up with this virus and they unleashed it on the world to destroy the Western economies and to elevate their own position globally. I want to uh, uh, emphasize one thing is, I would say based on the evidence and the source I have that the virus was intentionally brought out of this strict lab and released in the community. However, I don't think the outbreak in Wuhan was intentional. I would say it was because CCP government and the military scientists underestimate the transmissibility. That's why finally it got out of control and caused a local, uh, local outbreak. However, we should know that CCP government intentionally to let it go all over the world to kill millions of people all over the world later. We just have to hope and pray that you will be interviewed by many other journalists in this country over the coming weeks. Now that this has been confirmed, you're an eyewitness to it. You have, a, I think, a credible story to tell, and I, and I really hope you're no longer ignored. I appreciate your coming on. I like Tucker. You mean this lab? This lab right here? Is where it came from, this lab? Come on. Listen, if you think this is some kind of just China thing and this is China hates the U.S. and they're looking to murder everybody, you are wrong. This is a cohort of, what is it? A cohort. I don't have Sonia to look at. A cohort mission. Okay? Cohort mission. See, there's Fauci. Can you see him? And I don't remember who this is. Burks? Was this Dr. Burks? I don't remember. I remember this photo. And here, here is Obama. I don't know. This is a scientist. Okay. I remember the photo. I remember this when Congress initially came out and wanted to question Fauci about his um, actions in gain of function. I remember them pulling that photo up. Photo's legit. It's in China. And we're going to talk more about that. But first, I want to remind you all, I want to remind everybody, okay, about Dr. Fauci and how he played a role in a lot of this. Enjoy. I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In our health lead, we now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in a lab. NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan 
Institute. The National Institutes of Health acknowledged that it funded research of a virus that was studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The experiment unexpectedly, we're told, made a bat coronavirus more contagious than the original naturally occurring one. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. A new letter raising questions about experiments in a Wuhan lab. What was, let me finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. For years, the National Institutes of Health provided grant money to the EcoHealth Alliance Research Group, which conducted experiments with bat coronaviruses in Wuhan, China. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know. a minute. It didn't I come from the lab, but all you, the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. National Institute of Health admitted this week that it funded controversial gain-of-function research using coronaviruses at a lab in China at the epicenter of the pandemic, contradicting claims from Dr. Anthony Fauci that American tax dollars never paid for that kind of research. I have not lied before Congress. I have never lied Certainly not before Congress. Case closed. Bear! <laughs> yes! Winner! Please smash the like button. Thank you, Mamas Robbins. I appreciate your face. And if you guys are on Rumble, hello, Rumble. I forgot. I didn't forget about you, but hello, Rumble. It's good to see you. Thank you guys for being here, Rumble. And for those who are listening after the fact on all the podcast stations, I love your faces. Thank you for subscribing and thank you for uh, your support for helping us keep the lights on and for being here. Um, I love that video. I I just do. I hate Dr. Fauci so much. Our treasury secretary is in Ukraine right now. This is a good segue. Yeah, what is her name? Yemen? Yemen? Yeah, she's like over there promising all of our money to them. Just, here you go. Going to give them billions. Let's segue. So there you go. It's from a, it's from a Wuhan lab. Uh, listen, if you're still driving around with your mask on, take it off. It's Just stop it, okay? Just stop it. Stop driving around. Yemen. Yellen. Yellen is her name. Thank you, Stone Bryson. Thank you <laughs> for correcting me. Um, did Obama send money over there? Oh, yeah. They funded this long before Trump even took office. That's what the whole hubbub was about. So Fauci, a lot of Fauci's work for the NIH came from this lab in Wuhan. That's what came out. Bing! So if you think this is China... And they, they, okay, listen, let's talk about this for a minute because we're going to segue into Ukraine and Russia. There is a lot of talk about how China's going to do this and China's going to do that. And China's coming for the United States. And there is a lot of talk about how Russia's going to do this and Russia's going to do that. And Russia's going to nuke the United States. Listen, listen, I have seen some stuff. Okay. I watched a whole, I like somebody tagged me in a video. I've seen some videos with interpreters from the, the president of China, from Putin. They have zero interest in going to war with the United States. They do not wish to go to war. In fact, for the last few weeks, they have been calling for peace talks. And we, 
we, not you and me, but we as a country and Ukraine as a country are turning them down. We are saying no. Do you know why, right? Because money, because war, war makes money. We've, we've been at war longer than a lot of you probably been alive, except for those four years when Trump was in office. There was that. They have zero interest in going to war. We are not the good guys in this, okay? We are not the good guys in this. We are the ones that are aggressing. We are the ones that are pushing for war. We are the ones bombing pipelines and, and aggravating, and we are the ones that are pushing for war. And more people, I think, today see it now than they did in years past. All right, a lot of people, they, they are uh, likening this to the war in Afghanistan. Weapons of mass destruction, that shit. All, all of this. More people are seeing it now today and they're they're furious because they don't we, we don't want war. Like we don't want to go to war. I don't want to go to war. I don't want our troops headed over there to fight for what? What are you going to fight for? For Ukraine's freedom? Let me show you. Let me show you what we're going to talk about here in Ukraine for a minute, okay? Let me pull this up. Just a minute. Let me remind you what we're fighting for in Ukraine. I want to have have you clear something up for us. Uh, and this is these reports about the Azov Battalion that is said to be Nazi affiliated organization operating as a militia in your country, uh, said to be committing their own atrocities. What should Americans know about that unit, about those res reports? So Azov was one of those many battalions. They are what they are. They were defending our country. And later, I want to explain to you. Everything uh, from uh, all the components of those volunteer battalions later uh, were um, incorporated into the, the military of Ukraine. Those uh, Azov uh, fighters are no longer self-established uh, uh, group. They are a component of the Ukrainian military. Back in 2014, there were situations when our volunteers were uh, encircled and some of them did violate laws, uh, laws of Ukraine. And they actually were taken to court and got uh, prison sentences. So law is above all. Okay, Nazis. If you have not watched Ukraine on fire, go to Rumble and do so. We live streamed it, I want to say, a while back on Twitch. I don't think it's still there. If you've not watched it, go watch it. It explains the whole history of that and what happened and how it happened and then what has happened happening since that had happened. There's a reason that they need war propaganda and they need fake war propaganda, right? Because and because they're attacking their own people. And they have been for a long time. We are not the good guys in this. If China and Russia were to choose to nuke or bomb or invade. They'd have every right to because they have been instigated. There was a whole rally in D.C. And I don't have the footage from it. But there was a whole anti-war rally in D.C. That um, what's her name spoke at. I can't think of her name right now too. Um, I like her a lot. She was a for She was a Democrat. She just switched parties. She went and she spoke at, and the amount of people that called it a, a pro-Putin war was in, it's just astronomical. The, the disconnect that people have with this, with their Ukraine flags in their profile, and their, we stand with Ukraines in their bio. You're going to stand with Ukraine because we're going to deserve the nukes that we get if we keep doing what we're doing. I'd be pissed off, too.
We are the ones that are instigating this. We are. It's us. We are the problem. Tulsi Gabbard, thank you. She got up there. I wonder if I could find that really quick. I doubt it. Tulsi. Subcommittee roundtable examining COVID. Uh, we were, I'm not going to do that. Tulsi Gabbard, uh, anti-war. She have a speech, images, videos. Oh, yeah, we have a video. It's nine minutes long. Is it any good? Let me a minute. Yeah, let me do it. Here, I'll play it for you guys. It's nine minutes long, but so this is. So here's the thing. Kitchen mortician. I'm going to play the video, but I'm going to give me a minute. So yes, but no. So initially, now I looked into this too, because I liked Tulsi. And then I saw that she was part of the World Economic Forum, the, the young world leaders, right? And so then I looked into this even further. I was like, what the fuck? Like, we're we really going to be played by this. So I went in and I looked further. I found a podcast that she had done with a guy named Jocko. If you guys, Jocko Willings, I think it was Jocko or it was, I think it was Jocko. She was on both. She was on Joe Rogan and Jocko. She had talked about this because he had asked her. He's like, what was the, you know? And she's like, I had started in this before I knew what was really going on. And then she got out and she hasn't been a part of it since. That is what she stated on that podcast. And I tend to believe her. I don't know. Like, but I do believe that she got wrapped into this when she was younger. And then when she found out what was actually happening, what was actually about, she dipped out. Um, as far as Democrats go, I believe that she probably did have more of the truer Democrat, not the crazy, crazy Democrat, but more the true Democrat uh, values when it came to blue collar workers, when it came to, you know, because Demo that's what the Democratic Party was supposed to be about. Uh, but it's gone so fucking nuts to this, you know one side and it's just kind of like the Republican party has kind of, there's another side that's gone way to the far right too. But she, she denounced them during this podcast and I'll find it. I'll play it sometime uh, over there, but um, has that changed? I have not checked, but uh, here's the, let's watch this really quick. Like I said, it's only about nine minutes. Um, and I didn't even know, nobody knew that this, this rally was even happening. Until afterwards, until TikTok. Early one morning on a Saturday, on a beautiful day like today. Can you guys hear in it? January of 2018, over a million people all across the state of Hawaii woke to their cell phones buzzing and ringing, radio alerts blaring, with a message that read ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. I and so many others, I happened to be here that morning. I started calling my friends and calling my family, concerned for them and where they were. But just as you here might imagine, if we all got that alert at this moment, so too did people all across Hawaii start to ask themselves the question, where is their shelter? Where do I go? Where do I take my children to be safe, knowing that there is an inbound missile to Hawaii with a nuclear warhead and we have just minutes to live? We had college students at the University of Hawaii sprinting across campus trying to figure out where they could possibly go to get shelter. A father who lowered his little girl down a manhole 
thinking that may be the only place she may be safe and telling her goodbye. I might not see you again. I heard after from a father who had one kid in town on the island of Oahu and another child on the other side of the island and himself in the middle trying to decide which of his children he might spend the last of his minutes with. An impossible decision for any parent to make. Countless others shared their stories of their panic cowering in the bathtub with their kids, trying to understand. They're telling us to seek immediate shelter. Where do we go? And experiencing that harsh reality. That was as true for us there in Hawaii in 2018 as it is for us here today. There is no shelter. Our leaders failed us then, and they continue to fail us now. Those people who work in our nation's capital eagerly continue to escalate tensions, eagerly wage new cold wars, understanding that if there's a nuclear attack, yes, they will be okay in their bunkers where they literally have plans to be able to continue to wage wars from their bunkers without any consideration for the rest of us and the destruction and incineration that their wars will cause. This was ultimately the thing that caused me to run for president in 2020 because I saw where our leaders were taking us. I saw the dangers of where this new Cold War and nuclear arms race would eventually lead. Whether intentional or accidental, there is only one destination for such wars, and that is a nuclear holocaust. I made it clear then that this is a central issue of our time, the most important issue facing us in the 21st century, and that there was a clear choice in that election. We're either going to work towards peace, de-escalate tensions, move away from this new Cold War, or we will continue to race rapidly towards nuclear brink, toward a new Cold War with Russia, a new Cold War with China, and therefore racing towards nuclear war. Now, for those of you who remember that election, this issue was not important to the media. They refused to talk about it. They refused to raise the question of debates. There was no other candidate willing to talk about this issue. It was not important to them then, and it's not important to them now. And so here we are, two short years later. What I warned about then is now our reality. This proxy war that we're fighting against Russia right now could turn at any moment into a direct conflict between the United States, NATO, and Russia, a country that has more nuclear weapons than any other in the world. Now, anyone with a little bit of common sense knows that a cold war can very quickly turn to a hot war, and that when you're waging a hot war against a nuclear-armed country, it's just a matter of time before it leads to the use of nuclear weapons at any moment. And here's the insanity of it all. We have talking heads on TV, we have politicians, we have very powerful people here in the United States and all around the world speaking with a straight face. Well, you know, if we start World War III or when World War III starts, here's how we're going to fight and win. That if Putin decides to use tactical nuclear weapons, here's what we're going to do, as though such a war could ever be won. It cannot be won. World War III cannot be won. 
They're living in this archaic mindset of World War I and World War II and not facing the realities that we have today. There is no way to win a nuclear war. There is only one end, and that is a nuclear holocaust. So we're gathered here today because we know that it doesn't have to be this way. We know that there is a better way and that the task before us is urgent and necessary. We have people gathered here from all over the country, people who are gathered here from all ends of the political spectrum. And if we were to have a conversation, my guess is there may be other things we don't agree on. But the truth is that we could disagree about everything else, everything else. But the one thing that we do agree on that brings us together here today is that we value life. We want to live. We want our loved ones to live and thrive. We want to be able to go out on a day like today and walk in the trees and hear the birds chirping with the sun shining down on our face. We understand that whatever our differences may be, that we must stand together as people who cherish peace, security, and freedom. We must set aside our differences, work together to fire those warmongering politicians from both political parties who serve their masters in the military industrial complex instead of serving the people. Those warmongers who carelessly and thoughtlessly are sending us hurtling towards a nuclear holocaust that would destroy all life and the world as we know it. The only way we can stop them is when we stand together and lift our voices in unity, telling them, no, we will not let you destroy us. We will not let you destroy our loved ones, our communities, our country here in the United States and around the world. If we stand together on this one issue, we will be able to wrest the power away from those who don't care about us, those who bend the knee to their overlords and the military-industrial complex, take back that power and ensure that we take those trillions of dollars they are feeding into the war machine and instead dedicate those resources towards peace, prosperity, and freedom. We cannot be free and prosperous or safe unless we are at peace. We are the spark that has the power to light that fire to bring about change. So let that spark of love that exists in every single one of our hearts, that aloha, be that inspiration and that fuel that provides us with the courage to fight against these powerful entities knowing that our cause is just, it is right, and it is necessary. We must work together towards this future in fulfilling and accomplishing this mission of peace. Thank you very much. Aloha. Now, does that sound like a pro-Putin pro rally? That is what everybody is saying, was saying on, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook. That's what all the comments were saying, that these were a bunch of, what do they call them? What do they call them? Not socialists. 
that I remember, but that this was a pro-Russia, pro-Putin war. That was the label that this was given. And people, they didn't even look into it. They didn't watch the videos. They didn't do nothing. They just ran with the headline. The disconnect is fucking real. Like it's real, real with people and their Ukrainian flags in their profile. They have zero idea what they're standing up for. I'm going to wrap this up with a reminder again with Zelensky. So he addressed the American people last week. I don't know if you guys saw this. Zelensky came out and addressed the American people. He wanted to thank everybody who supported him in his efforts in the war. But he also had a message for the American people that did not. And here is that message. Much support to Ukraine. What would your message be on the anniversary to those Americans? Thank you. I would like to thank the American people. I would like to thank all of the American people that are supporting Ukraine, the Congress, the president, the TV uh, channels, the journalists, and everyone that has been supporting us. And that uh, percentage of uh, Americans, as uh, you've mentioned, is increasing. Uh, I can tell them only one thing. If they do not change their opinion, if they do not understand us, if they do not support Ukraine, they will uh, lose NATO, they will lose uh, the cloud of the United States, they will lose the leadership position that they are joining the world, uh, that they are joined for a very fair reason, and they will lose the support of the country with 40 millions of population, with millions of children. Are American children any different than ours? Don't Americans enjoy the, the same things uh, as we do? I don't think we're that different. Thanks to Louise420 for uh, that video. I took it from your page rather than to go and try and find it myself. I appreciate you. Um, yeah. So that's the whole thing. They want to, Ukraine wants to join NATO so that we have the responsibility to defend Ukraine against Russia. That's the whole thing. And the argument then is too, is if, if Russia takes Ukraine, that they're going to invade in Poland next. But there again, 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 there has been nothing to suggest that Putin wants to invade Poland. Everything that I have seen from that side of things is they want to have peace talks. They don't want to go. To, they don't want to go to war. China said the same thing. They don't want to go to war. We're the aggressors. To hide our money laundering, to hide the trafficking, to hide the channels, to hide reputations, whatever. I don't even know what it is anymore. All of it, probably. We're the aggressors. And it's not that we are in any kind of immediate danger or that they would even do anything. We are the aggressors because they are trying to hide the misdeeds that they've done from the Wuhan labs to the labs in Ukraine to all of it. 
All of it. It's all of it. Miss Blue Whiplash, you nailed on the head. It's all of it. We have done some dirty, dirty shit. We have not been the good guy in a lot of these situations for a very long time. This goes way back into the Obama. I don't know. But we're not the good guy in this. There's a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding a lot of this that are not being talked about in the mainstream media, but Clinton's emails, the, the tunnels, the trafficking is being talked about in a lot of backdoor channels. So there's got to be some validity to that. It's enough. As I have at least five different sources with five different stories about the same subject. I, there's got to be some validity to some of this, the, the trafficking. Um, which brings me to one of my more favorite conspiracy theories, which I want to cover too. Do I have it? Do I have a screenshot? I think I do. Fuck yeah, I do. So Mike DeWine or the DeWine, let me pull this up. Let me, so I have a visual line. Displaced fibula. So governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine is recovering from a foot injury that he received while he was in uh, Palestine doing his rounds, right? Checking out the damage. So DeWine had said Sunday night that he has a displaced distal fibula fracture just above his ankle. DeWine injured himself on Tuesday walking down the stairs at the First Church of Christ in East Palestine, where the state had opened a clinic for people who live in the area of the February 3rd train derailment. Um, my foot caught on something he had stated Sunday night. DeWine said that the injury will not impact his ability to do his job. I'm fine. I'm just not walking my dogs as much. Hardy, har, har, har. So there's two things that this is kind of interesting for. For those of you who've been with me for a long time, maybe even I've been out eventually even from the beginning when we were like balls deep in some of this stuff, there was some other stuff that was going on. You guys remember a lot of this? This happening within like rapid recession, like boom, 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 like going this way. So Hillary Clinton had a boot. I don't remember how she hurt her foot. McCain had a boot and it, McCain's boot switched foots. Hillary Clinton's boot switched foots too. I remember an article about that. I can't find it now, but I remember it happening. Okay. Joe Biden had a boot also because it also switched foots. Uh, and then Jen Psaki had a boot. They all had boots. I want to say Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey also had boots. Or bulges like ankle monitors, something like that. They all had boots. And now Mike DeWine has a boot. And a lot of people put this together. I'm not saying it's a coincidence. I'm not saying it's not. But it does seem like an awful lot of politicians hurt their ankles. For a bunch of people who don't really walk a lot for their job, sure hurt their ankles an awful lot. The dog thing is interesting, too, because Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton both said Kind of a very similar thing when it came to their dogs. I think Joe Biden hurt. He broke his ankle because of his dog. Tripped over his dog or some damn thing. Jill Biden had a boot. Tripped over this dog. Something went with the dog and the boots. And the theory is it's completely unsubstantiated theory, you bunch of crazy assholes. <laughs> the theory goes that the boot is there to hide an ankle monitor that they are being tracked um, until their date of their 
like the, the military court. That's what it was back then. That's what people are tying together now. Whether I believe it or not really isn't important. That's what people are saying. It is very interesting given that this happened right after the train derailment. Again, probably just a coincidence. It's probably really slippery stuff. This is why I don't necessarily believe in the whole deep state Obama running the deep state stuff. I know a lot of you do. A lot of people do. If you really want, if we're really, if we're going to go there, let's just fucking go there. A lot of people believe that Obama, uh, Obama is running a shadow government from the basement of his home. And I can see how they could believe that because it's, it's everything that's going on is terrible. Yeah. We're, we got one eleven on the clock. One eleven on the clock usually means whatever I'm talking about in that moment. That has validity. <laughs> um, a lot of people believe that that's what's happening, that Obama is running a deep state uh, government, shadow government from the basement of his home. I don't tend to share that belief. I understand where it's coming from, and I also understand how it can look that way. But I was around when the flight logs were first dropped and tribunals were being rumored and weird ass things were happening. Weird things, things that you couldn't ignore. It's it's easy to ignore them now because there's so much hate around that. But you couldn't ignore it then because everybody was basically on the same page, right? They're not now, but I don't think it's Obama at all. I still lean with, with I think there's still evil shit going on. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm pretty hard pressed to believe that the people in charge uh, are the deep state. We talked about this last week a little bit. So there are two different theories that are happening and they're happening side by side. One of the theories falls in with Dolores Cannon and not just Dolores Cannon, but it's the great awakening theory. Okay. The map. It's the great awakening. What you are experiencing right now is the great awakening. And I've asked this question a few times to people who have come on the show. Do you believe that we are in the great awakening or do you believe that we are in the great reset? And depending on who I talk to and depending on their mindset, depending on their answer, give you their answer. I believe we're in the great awakening. And the reason that I believe this is because yes, people are dying suddenly and it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible to be offering these people this drug and them taking it. It's terrible that people are being manipulated, um, but the information's out there. Nobody, nobody was forced to line up and get the jab. You could you could have quit your job. You could have pulled your kids out of school. Okay. People's livelihoods were ruined. Absolutely. But you didn't have to shut your small business doors. You would have got fined. You didn't have to. People made choices. And they were hard choices. They were choices that, that defined who people were. I think this is a great awakening. If this was the global reset, if this was the one world order global reset, right? We'd all be dead. Okay. Why aren't all of us dead? 
all of us who have been pushing back against the system since 2019 specifically. Okay. I know a lot of people were doing it before, but there was a whole shit ton of us doing it then. Why aren't we dead? If we were the target and we were the ones that they wanted to eradicate, why aren't we dead? Nobody, listen, the elitists, the Rothschilds, somebody brought up the comments, they don't give a shit about your constitution. They don't give a shit about the Ten Commandments. They don't give a shit about the Bible. They don't give a shit about your morals. They don't have any. Why wouldn't they just get their state police to come in and just, you know what? This is it, you guys. Fuck you guys. I don't care what you think. Why would they put so much work into stealing an, an, an election when they could just come in and take it? Why, why put so much work into manipulating people when they could just come in and do it? Because we are not the target. People are victims of their own choices. It's sad, and I hate it. And we tried to tell people. I hate it. But it was a call of the weak. It was a call of the very people who fought for the new world order, who fought for the establishment. They're being called. We're not the target. There, there shouldn't have been a target. There shouldn't be targets. But people created them, created a target themselves as a target. People made themselves a target in the name of, of social media fame, right? In the name of uh, virtue signaling. The people that got the jab tattoos. What the actual fuck? People chose. And, and you can't take away people's choices. That's one of the things that is a constant, right? People have the freedom to choose. You can't take that away from people. And that's what happened. People chose. I chose not to. We chose to move. We chose, you know, a different route for us, for our kids. Um, and, and we paid for it. Hand, hands down. We absolutely paid for it. But this isn't, if, if the evil was in charge, we'd all be dead. The evil is taking the people who are worshiping it, who are supporting it. They're just, and they're going with them willy-nilly. It's all good. And I want to bring this back to so the new world order. And then, so I tie this back to Dolores Cannon. Dolores Cannon believes in a new earth. So again, the two theories, new world order. Or are we bringing in a new earth? The new earth theory, you've got three different sets of people that are to bring it in. It's going to be peace and polarity and, and beautiful and awesome and trees and hugging and whatever. <laughs> okay, you get all that. Okay. But she says that not every. basically she says that not everybody gets to come. And what if she got it backwards though? What if we're not going anywhere? But the people that aren't going to get it are the ones that are leaving. The people that are not going to get it are the ones that are going to stay in that, that old world, that old dimension, or are going to transition through death into that old world, into a, a specific kind of hell almost that they create themselves. You create your own hell with your mindset, right? 
through your actions, through your thoughts. You create this. You are the only ones that can invite that evil in, and they have done that. And they are not going to have children because they are convinced they don't want to have children because they're, they, and I'm not saying it's selfish, but selfishly, they want to choose them over having children. That's okay. There's nothing really wrong with that. Other than that's not going to carry on into another generation. So maybe it is a combination of both. You got one side that's bringing in the new earth. Okay. The great, the great awakening. And you got the other side that is going to sit in their new world order. And so, and they're going to run congruently together and you are going to have to decide every single day. And you're going to be presented with choices that are going to be really hard for you to make. Do I keep my job, which I love and I've been at for 50 years to inject myself with this, whatever the fuck it is, or do I quit and try something new? Do I quit and start a podcast? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Thank you guys for all of your tips. <laughs> do I quit and find my purpose? This is my purpose. I don't care if it gets any bigger. This is great. But that's just it. There you are. So think about that. I saw that that a train propane derailed train in Florida, but you got to look. Did it break open? Is it leaking? Or is there has this is why I run into with the train issue, right? Everybody coming here, but like breaking another train carrying toxic waste tipped over in South Carolina. And then I go and I read the article and it was two cars. Neither one of them broke open. Neither one of them was leaking. They righted them up and the day was over. Stop with a lot of this. So I don't put it out. I'm not here to scare people. That's not my job. <laughs> so did it? I'll have to look. Do the elites have to make a choice too? I suppose. Yeah. But are they the ones that are really in charge? I mean, I don't listen to them. I'm not going to eat bugs. I'll die before I have, I'll starve to death. I'm not going to eat fucking bugs. Like, and I think that's where people need, need to get to. That's where they have to get over that fear of, of dying, finding their line in the sand and you know what I'm saying? And teaching your kids. They have a choice too, but we also have the choice not to play along. And I'm just not. I never did. Fake beef. Yeah, it's so gross. People are super, super on edge. Yes, people are super, super on edge. The breaking and breaking this. <laughs> okay. The only thing I've seen so far that was as detrimental as Ohio was Ohio. That was a bad deal. But all the other ones I saw were just, oh, there was the, the 3M plant too. That was a bad deal. A bunch of people died. Is it possible that all this stuff's happening? Absolutely. But you decide. So that's it. That's all I got for today. You guys, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you so much for being here. I love your faces. Today's Monday. We are not live. We might go live Thursday if anything cool happens between then and Thursday. I'll schedule it to be random. Uh, but we're live again on Friday, and we have got the tiny home of Troy. So two-way Patriot Mama's um, associate that she's been working with, Troy. They run a group that builds tiny homes that help house uh, trafficking victims so that they can get onto their feet. And so we're going to bring him on Friday. I'm going to get that built sometime today or tomorrow. That's going to be Friday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then Ship and Shannon will be Saturday this week. 
And that's pretty much it. You guys, I love your faces. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for just being here. I really do mean that. The hate is a lot. Uh, I would have quit this a long time ago if I didn't have you guys. So I appreciate you being here. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi. And watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong. You're headstrong. Take you on. That's really strong. Ding dong. Take you on. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're hedged wrong. You're hedged